Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and tune in. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. Thanks for joining us. And today I'm joined by Romaldo Antaveras, and uh, he's joining me today, and he'll be sharing his testimony. Romaldo, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, Romaldo, it's good to have you. And uh, Romaldo, just start out telling us about where you're from and about how you grew up. Well, I grew up in Chihuahua, Mexico, in a small community. Uh, I have my par- my parents, well, we grew up in Mexico, right, in a small community, and we were seven, five guys and two girls, and I'm the one in the middle. I lost my dad about five, almost five years ago. He battled cancer, so he lost the battle. And not too long ago, I, I was thinking there, my brother will be the second one. And thanks to God, he survived cancer. He's one of the... That's good. That is a great... The hypnotist. So what was it like growing up as a boy in Mexico? Well, it is kind of rough. We have to work since uh, we are a little kids. We don't have no choice. We grew up. But it's something that, you know, that our parents teaching us how to survive. And now I can see what my dad told me, you know, on my young age, like I would right. say six, seven years of age. Right. Yeah. And uh, how many what brothers and sisters? I have... Uh, Five brothers and two sisters. The two sisters, they are the young ones. And uh, did uh, you grow up going to church in Mexico? Did your parents take you out of church? Nope. I was the only one, me and my other brother, we would sneak out of the school and go to the church. It was a, we was Catholics. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So you grew up in a Catholic church. Yes. Uh, when did you first, you said you didn't really, you grew up Catholic. What are your earliest memories from going to the Catholic Church or some of the things that were involved in that? Uh, like uh, your childhood, any childhood memories you have with a Catholic well, Church? Well, it was fun games, yes, with the priest. I mean, the, they called the priest or something like that. So there was just uh, fun games. And then I like, you know, the, when they were like the alabanzas or how you call it, the music. But it was fun. I mean, when you are a little kid, you enjoy every tent. Right. We, we come from a small community, but we don't right. get to see many tents, so it, it was right. fun. Right. Uh, what age did you come to the U.S., and what brought you to the U.S.? Well, I was, I would say, 16 years of age when I decided to come to the United States. And it was pretty hard to get here. It took me, like, 13 days. But... Thanks to God, I'm still here. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, so you were 16 and you came. What made your family decide to come to the U.S.? Well, I was the only one, the ones who tried a new life. And the only thing that I didn't have on my mind, it was I get a new truck and then go back to my country. Right. And I started liking right here. I mean, I started right. working and working, working, working. And, and got used to, to this kind of life. And I'm still here, I mean, right. yeah. So uh, you came here to the U.S. Did you come straight to the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, or were you somewhere else in the U.S. before you came to the valley? No, I arrived to Greenville, right there by Cross Crosette. Uh, 
I spent about a month and a half in there. And then from there, I moved to Sparrowville, Virginia. Uh-huh. From Sparrowville, Virginia, I moved to Manassas. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Manassas, I went to Front Royal where I spent 20 some years, 21 or 22 years in Front Royal. And uh, what kind of work did you do there in Front Royal? I was doing about anything from one maker, uh, help one maker. Uh-huh. We used to work on like farms, uh, wineries, any kind of work. We will pick apples, we will pick grapes, right? Landscaping, everything, anything, right? And uh, how, from Winchester to now in the valley, how did you end up in the valley from Winchester? I met my wife, okay, my second wife, uh-huh. and it's how I ended up right here in Penlayer. Penlayer, yes. Yep. And uh, how long have you been in Penlayer? About uh, nine years ago. Today is my anniversary. That's cool. So uh, you've been in Pinlayard for nine years, um, and you said you came to the U.S. when you were 16. At what point did you start going to church once you came to the U.S.? I was married before I met my uh, wife, and um, I think I was like 28, 29. I was married to a white lady, and she was a Christian. Right. So that's when I started going to the church, but I wasn't ready to let go of my, according to me, to my good life. Right. What it means right. it was lost to. Right, right. Yeah. I wasn't ready to give up, you know, the life right. that I was living. Right, and, yeah. right, yeah. So uh, when did you, you said you weren't ready to give up that good life. <laughs> so at what point did, you know, you surrender that former life to Christ and, uh, you know, come to get a personal relationship with him? Well, uh, I met my second wife after, you know, split with my ex-wife. I was divorced about 10 years or 11 years. And I was single, stay single, because I didn't want any compromise. So I met my wife, my new wife, and she started, like, talking to me, like, praying, saying, well, I want you, you know, to change the way you're living and everything. I was like... No, because I was so used to, to the bad life, according to me. It was, I mean, it was bad, but according to me, it was a good life. Right. And she started praying. I was an alcoholic, real bad. I mean, I was horrible. Six o'clock in the morning, instead of drinking water, I would be drinking beer. And she called for, you know, one of her friends, and her friend told her was help around. So I went to AA. Okay. And... But I wasn't ready. I mean, I was like using excuses to get there. Right. And I was like, I hadn't found the place. And I was there. No, they, they didn't come. Or they, 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 they. I, mean, I was using a lot of excuses because I wasn't ready. And then she, well, I was coming from Waynesboro one day. We was visiting my sister. Mm-hmm. And she started talking to me. And I was, I, did, I believe I did have a two, three beers on me. I wasn't driving. She's like, you know, I need to be the head of the house. you dependent on me, and I'm supposed to depend on you. And I was, I mean, that hit me so bad that, I mean, I was embarrassed. She says, you need to find help because I have a plans for me, you, and Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, this cannot be happening to me. And I just remember it's been three months or four months since we got married. And I'm getting ready to split up again. 
So it's how I ended up, you know, going to the double A where right. I got help. Right. And then I started, uh, I made a compromise with Jesus and everything. Like, uh, and then I started to, to stay silver. I joined church. It's how I ended up, you know. Right. Yeah. And about what age were you when this happened, when you started going to AA and you uh, started coming back to church because you realized your family was depending on you? And but almost 40 years of age. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. So uh, since you've given your life to Christ, surrendered your life to Christ, what has he done in your life that really is a witness to those around you that you are a changed man, you're a new man? Well, one thing they can see is the way, you know, I treat my neighbors, my people, anybody. I treat everybody with love. I mean, I don't, I just don't go and point people or pick people. And one of the main things is that I was an alcoholic. I mean, right. all my neighbors knew it. And now they see that they can right. see a new man. Right. So uh, the fact that you're sober, they they notice that th- that's the biggest change in you, that God has taken your desire Correct. for drinking alcohol away. And and uh, that's cool. And uh, share about, you uh, mentioned that you're married, but do you have any kids? or? No, I don't. I have a, uh, two stepdaughters, two beautiful stepdaughters. And uh, um, how did you end up at uh, Esperanza Viva Church of the Nazarene? How did that happen? And about how many years ago did you start coming here? It is kind of funny. I mean, me and my wife, we was going to another church. And Rebecca was coming here. And then, like, on Sunday evenings, it would be like a discussion. Because we have these, uh, we was talking about church, and then she have. She was talking to us, what you guys have right here at church. So it was like kind of discussion, and she didn't like it. So, and then me and my wife, we got to talk, and we said, well, we, we should go there. Because she just keep, why don't you come? Why don't you guys come to our show, to my church? So it's how I ended up coming here, but eight years ago, I believe it is. And uh, how is maybe, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you're in Celebrate Recovery and uh, so talk about how that ministry has impacted you and maybe in some ways that you're helping others um, overcome the same struggles that you had. Well, it is it is a real big help for me. I mean, God does have does. I mean, uh, he's done a lot on my life, a lot of blessings. I mean, me and my wife, uh, we both uh, serve, you know, in the program. And also Rebecca, I know. I mean, she was here. So we have a lot of blessings going through the program. We can say we got a new life. We can share with other people now, you know, not just only in the right. program. Right. We can share with other people out of the program. Right, like right. Yeah. And uh, how many years have you been a part of the program and serving within the program? I would say probably about three. Because the first year when they first started, I didn't, I didn't, right. I didn't know it. And uh, you were talking about you've been able to reach people not just in the program but outside of the program. So talk about some of the ways that you've been able to reach out to people either in the program or outside of the program. Well, they know, you know, because I have the, on my page on Facebook, I have a, the CR sign and a couple of people, they call me. and They say, I need help. Can you can you?" Uh, you got a minute to talk. I say, why don't we meet? So instead of, you know, give him a call, I just go and meet the person. 
and I try to talk to them and that's what I do. Right. And what would your, if somebody listening to this uh, program today would have some of those similar struggles with alcohol and things like that, or know of a family member that has struggles with that, what would your advice be to them? What is some of the advice that you give some of these people that you meet with to help them overcome this addiction or struggle or has a family member that has some of these struggles? Well, what I can say, good advice is don't, don't treat him bad. It is, mm-hmm. it is bad that he's got have to go through this. And it's sometimes we cannot help it, you know, and it can, can happen to anybody. Right. So it is just try to give him, you know, good advice, try to right. find the help. And we're always available for whoever mm-hmm. needs help. Right. Yep. Let them know about Celebrate Recovery yes. here at, uh, it's uh, 1871 Boyers Road in uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia, um, the corner of Boyers and Port Road. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you all meet on uh, Monday, nights Monday nights here at the church at 6.30? Well, we go through Zoom right now, but we have the okay. page. Um, Zoom? Yes. You said Zoom link, and they can find that on Facebook, right? Celebrate Recovery Harrisonburg, or is that... Yeah. And uh, so uh, if anybody's interested in that, you can uh, check that out. Or you can call the church, um, 540-434-1092, and just ask them about information about Celebrate Recovery on Monday nights. So that's a great ministry. And it sounds like the Lord is really using you to uh, minister to those that are facing the similar struggles that you did, and uh, just uh, without using names, just talk about some of the, uh, maybe some of the blessed uh, stories that you've heard from others through the program, just different things that God's delivered people from. Well, uh, just a few testimonies, you know, around through Zoom. Right. I mean, uh, we, we are impressed how people be, be able to open themselves right. and ask for forgiveness to the people that they hurt before. Right. And, you know, it is kind of hard to go and ask for forgiveness to someone. Yeah. I mean, it, it is more easy to walk away and right. say, I didn't do nothing or something like that. Right. And the program is, it works. Right. We, we live every 10. We say, we can do this in the name of Jesus. We will get it. Right. Yeah. Uh, forgiveness is a great thing. And um, it's hard on both ends. It's hard to... Sometimes it can be hard to forgive people that have wronged you, but it's equally as hard if you've wronged somebody else to go admit that you're wrong and ask for their forgiveness. So that's a great testimony, Romaldo. And uh, uh, speaking of forgiveness, if you want to share about ways that God's brought forgiveness and restoration in your own life through your own story. Well, I guess I can say today that I'm, I mean, it's lucky because, you know, God has done a lot on me in my life. I have a marriage for nine years today. And uh, I thought I was not going to live, I mean, stay for one year. We don't argue. We don't discuss. We don't argue about money. We don't have a fight. We don't yell at one to another. I mean, it is a blessing to have a partner in your life. That you're just going to come to your house. And if... She's there. She's not gonna be like a 
baseball bat waiting for you. Right. I mean, it is a blessing to have a you know a nice company. And if I say I'm going right here or something, do you like to come? It's, we have the trust one to another one. Right. So it is one of the blessings that God has done in our life because we both, you know, uh, stay in the program and try to uh, help another one until we get our, our help right, ourselves. Right. You get help helping other people. Yeah. Yeah. I get help, you know, from the others. Right, right, yeah. yeah. We help each other. That's yes. what we do in the body of Christ as believers. And uh, that's a great testimony. And as you were talking, Ramalda, I was thinking about how that's a miracle. Sounds like the Lord's really done a miracle in your life, um, delivering you from alcoholism and also uh, just uh, the miracles that he's done through other people in your life. If you'd like to share about some miracles that God has done in your life or that you've seen in the lives around you. Well, God has done a lot of my life. Uh, like I was saying, my brother, he has a big tumor in his head. He's got one surgery, then went to well. He's got a second. So uh, I, tried, I went from here, I left. I believe it was December, about three years ago. And according to us and the doctor, we was going there, there just to bury my brother. Right. So when I got there, my brother tells me, my younger brother, he, he was calling. He said, don't move, stay at the house. They're going to release my brother in two more days. Right. So I got there instead, you know, like they, were, they was talking about, he's going to lose his memory and everything. It's going to take a year or two years for him to recognize or get everything straight. So as soon as I got there, I mean, he said, hey, he called me for my name and give me a hug. I mean, right. what can you expect? I mean, we have, that is one of the miracles that, right. that I can talk about. He healed your brother from the tumor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, maybe you mentioned earlier that you lost your dad five years ago from cancer. So just talk about how the Lord helped you in that time of mourning sorrow, sadness of losing your father, how he helped you get through that? You know, I didn't, when I lost my dad, I was, I guess, I saw him suffering. And my dad, he kept saying, if this is life, I don't want it. Because, you know, I'm holding, and I just holding myself. He said, I'm taking everyone with me because my mom was there, I was there, and I saw how painful it was. And he said, I wish I wouldn't have to suffer so you guys don't get to see it. I didn't say nothing, and the only thing that I, I was kind of sad about it is that I went to the house, you know, I stayed there for a week with my dad, before, three months before he passed right. away, and I didn't pray for, for him. Right. And it's, it's one of the things that, that is still in my mind. Right. Yeah, he, uh, the Lord helps us get through those difficult times. He certainly is there. I know the Bible says, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. So uh, that scripture came to my mind as you were talking about that. And uh, just any scriptures in your life, and uh, you can share the references, um, and I'll uh, look them up here and share them, but just any uh, maybe verses that the Lord has really spoke to you in different times of your life that have really helped you get through difficult times. You know, the uh, the only time, the only one that comes to my mind is, but I'll keep forgetting that but it's the one that says, 
It don't matter how big it is, you saying I will leave it like the snow, the white, white is like snow. He washes just white as snow. Yep. Yeah, it's yep, the only one that keeps keeps coming, right. you know, through my mind. Right. Yeah, he certainly can wash all our sins away. Um, I know in the Bible it also says he throws them as far as the east is to the west. Yeah. And uh, so that's great. Yeah, that's a great hope. Our uh, program is called Hope Talks, and that is certainly a message of hope that he washes us as white as snow. And uh, Romaldo, uh, what else about your testimony would you like to share? Um, different things that maybe has made an impact on your life that uh, you haven't mentioned already, or maybe things you have mentioned that you'd like to expand on and share more about. Well, uh, when I first started here with the, with the church, you know, I don't know if I was going to stay, but, you know, I got to meet some people and stay like everybody. And it's close to the house. So Rebecca, she's, right. she's here. So I started joining, you know, the church and then the program. I also helped, you know, in the health and safety team. Right. And it's, there was another program a couple of years ago. I used to call Love Your Neighbor. Right. I used to drive the bus to go pick the homeless people and bring it right here to feed right. them right. every Tuesday. That's a great ministry, too, ministering yeah. to the homeless. And uh, the health and safety team, certainly in the days we're living, that's a big concerns for churches and any type of place. So uh, uh, thank you for allowing the Lord to use you and being willing to serve him and serve his church in many areas. And uh, uh, I mentioned that uh, you started coming, I believe you said it was about nine years ago with your wife to Esperanza Viva, which is our Spanish campus here at uh, Church of the Nazarene in Harrisonburg on 1871 Boyers Road. And uh, you all meet at 11.45 a.m. So uh, if uh, you uh, speak Spanish or you know of somebody that speaks Spanish and doesn't have a church home, we invite you to join us at 11.45 a.m. on Sunday mornings here at the church. Yes. Pastor Sam and uh, Pastor Felicidad, they do a great job at our Esperanza Viva campus uh, and uh, I uh, remember Pastor Sam went to Bible college with my dad back in Colorado. That's been about 27 years ago or so. But, uh, yeah, it's just great preaching, great teaching, and uh, great music also, and uh, a great fellowship you all have. And so anything else that you would like to share about the church? Well, the pastor is like our family. Because, you know, we, can, we trust them, they trust us. And we just one big family, and I like him. Right. I mean, I cannot ask for nothing else because, you know, the Lord put me in the right spot. Right. He teaching us how to become a leader instead, right. you know. For me, it's kind of hard because, you know, right. I only went six years to school. It was kind of hard for me to read, and then right. I will leave at, I got off from the school on 88. Uh-huh. I was not able to write for what, like, almost 30 years, I would say. 30 years. 30 years. And then I come to the shores, I start on CR, and I have to write and then read and everything. And it was kind of hard for me. Right. <laughs> so now, you know, with the program, I can I can take a little, 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 little by little. 
Right. But I come in slowly, but right. The Lord helps you, and and yeah, and uh, I know uh, celebrate recovery. Uh, there's a lot of great testimonies that come out of stories of God's amazing work in people's lives, and I, I think too it probably helps people write down their testimony. You're talking about how you learn to write through CR that really, and I encourage people, if you're listening today, everybody who um, has accepted Christ as their Savior has a testimony. And uh, I would encourage you just to write it down, even if it's just a couple minutes, uh, just as you could. Now, this is a longer testimony today. This is 30 minutes, but um, I think everybody could write down their testimony in a couple minutes if they ran into somebody either at work, school, in the community, their neighbors, that they could just share Christ with somebody that might not know him. You know, what the Lord's done in your life. Well, they can share, I mean, they can write it down like, right. it's called daily testimony, right. or it can be monthly. Right. Yep. Or every six months, right. or three months. And the great point that you are making, Romaldo, is that our testimony is constantly changing. Yes. God is constantly working on us. We'll never fully be complete in him until the day that we meet him in heaven. Right. So uh, we uh, just need to trust him day by day and know that we're all works in progress and that um, our faith, you know, our faith is a daily thing, a daily decision to choose him. And uh, Romaldo, just in closing, I want to ask if there's any way that I can pray for you. Yeah, sure. I would like for you to pray, you know, to give me knowledge. Knowledge. Yeah, because, you know, it's been years, and like I say, I was an alcoholic, and right. my brains, they're not like I used to. When I was a little kid at school, I can take, uh, I would say, 30 questions right. and answer with one, read, read them once. Now I can see one. If you ask me three minutes later, I don't right. remember. Right. Well, let's pray. Lord, I uh, thank you uh, for uh, Romaldo. Uh, Lord, I thank you for his testimony, Lord, and really your testimony, the work that you've done, um, a new man that you've created in him, Lord, and how I just thank you that you've delivered him from alcoholism, Lord, and I thank you that you brought him here to Esperanza Viva Church of the Nazarene here in Harrisonburg and uh, how he's serving you through the uh, security and safety team and how he... uh, is serving you and celebrate recovery, Lord, and uh, continue to use him, Lord. And uh, I just pray that he asks for knowledge, Lord. I just pray that you give him knowledge and wisdom also. As he was asking for knowledge, I was the word wisdom came to my mind, Lord. So I just pray that you would give him wisdom, Lord, and uh, just pray for him and his wife and his two stepdaughters, Lord. Bless them also, Lord. Just... Uh, Continue to bless his marriage, Lord. He mentioned that his uh, anniversary was uh, uh, pretty recently, Lord. Uh, Actually, today, as we're currently recording, but uh, as this is broadcasting a couple weeks later, um, we just thank you for his life and his testimony, Lord, and uh, just give him strength to continue to honor and trust you day by day, Lord, in every area of his life, Lord, and uh, that everybody that he comes in contact with well, no, um, you, because of Romaldo, Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord. And uh, 
I ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. And uh, Romaldo, I actually was going to ask this at the beginning, kind of a lighthearted question, something that uh, Pastor Margaret and I started doing a while ago, and she's not here today, which is probably why I forgot to do it. But uh, just a just kind of a lighthearted thing uh, that we like to ask people, typically at the beginning, but it's at the end now, but um, uh, better late than never, I guess. Uh, do you have a favorite ice cream? Back in the days, I used to love banana splits. Banana splits. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Pastor Margaret would probably love that. I, uh, I, uh, I'm I, pretty plain guy. I like vanilla. <laughs> and I know in a recent broadcast, she said vanilla is good if it's got a banana on it. So <laughs> I thought of that when you said banana split. But uh, And by any chance, this is kind of a, we joke around here at the church that this is kind of a controversial topic in a jokingly way we say it's controversial but uh where do you like do you have a favorite place where you like to get banana splits maybe in the valley i will uh i would say i ain't got a banana splits in years but i used to i believe it was tasty freeze tasty freeze yes yep well uh thank you for sharing that with us today romaldo and Thank you for joining me and sharing your testimony with me today. I've enjoyed hearing it and truly blessed me. Thank you for having me. Uh, Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I pray that as you've heard Romaldo Antaveras' testimony, that it truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. Thank you for listening. May God bless. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.